Well, I think that's as good a place as any. Um, yeah. I feel like, uh, so this is uh, Into the Echo with Clark and Riley, as always. Um, hey, guys. Hey. How's it going, Clark? How are you feeling today? I'm good, man. I actually left the house today, despite it being uh, New Year's Day. Spoiler alert, that we, yeah. we don't record on oh, Sunday. Yeah. We put out. Uh, uh-huh. Wow. <laughs> I know, right? Sounds like the title of your sex tape. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, but it is New Year's Day. Uh, last night was great. I went over to my parents' house, which I know sounds lame, but like they are way more social than I am. So they had a big group of people, <laughs> really good food. We all counted down at midnight and cheers. Um, awesome. There were only two single girls there, and one of them was my sister. The other one was my cousin. So ah, uh, uh, yes. Yeah. So you you committed some sort of minor incestual. Yeah, I decided act. against the New Year's kiss just this once. Yeah, oh, okay. you know, just this yeah. month. How's your New Year's, buddy? <laughs> oh, it was good. Yeah, it was um, one of my good friends in town. His birthday is on New Year's Eve, so nice. We mainly went out to celebrate his birthday. Um, we went to the depot, you know, that place that right by where. Oh we yeah, used to live. I used to go there with the the theater crowd. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. We went and got a huge table there and had like twelve people. Nice. Um, just kind of bullshitted and had fun and. Um, and then we went to some weird house party, kind of a house party, like some guy that has a bunch of money to throw around, rented out a, like this warehouse on the what? North end. Um, and, and it was cool. It was, it, we, they, he had a couple DJs there and, um, it's like right across the street from the Zach. They used to throw raves there. Like under, yeah. under the radar, yeah. totally didn't get any licenses or anything, but they would just have raves there. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it was BYOB and it was very weird when we first walked mm-hmm. in, but everybody was super nice and, um, ended up loosening up pretty good. So yeah, it was fun. It was fun. It was, uh, we were home by midnight, so it was just me and Je- me and Jen and the cats. Hey, all right. Um, but, <laughs> but, uh, and then we were asleep by 1215. It was great. <laughs> Old man Riley here. Goes to a house party, leaves at eleven forty. That's uh, that's really something. <laughs> we gotta get out of here before people yeah. go crazy. Oh, so I guess we should tell people we're doing things a little bit differently this episode. Oh yeah, yeah. This is this. I think this marks. I don't know. I don't. Uh, calling it season two seems a little, a <laughs> uh, little intense, but it kind of is. I mean, we're we're kind of doing a full paradigm shift of what what into the echo is all about i mean so clark and i've been kind of talking about it we saw each other over christmas it was awesome yeah um yeah always always a good time but uh we've kind of just been talking about what into the echo is and what we use it for and what we get out of it and um kind of where we have our best conversations and it led us to the conclusion that we kind of have I mean, we love talking about albums, full albums, and kind of getting into them and breaking them down. And, and we all still that. will. Um, yeah, yeah. We say, uh, when the when the mood is right, because sometimes you just want to annihilate the shit out mm-hmm. of an album for because you love it <laughs> for all sorts yeah, of because reasons. Because you love it, yeah, that much. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I think where a lot of our more productive conversation, more interesting conversation, comes from is just talking about music and what it means to us and why it's clicking with us right now and um kind of sharing the personal side of being in into music because let's be honest neither clark and i uh are an expert at any sort of musical instrument or music production or 
anything to do with <laughs> with like yeah. the technical side of music. So yeah, and we don't have master tracks where I can isolate the drum beat and just focus on the drums or just focus on the vocals. Like everything we do is with pretty modest software and pretty modest uh, budget and access to tracks. So we kind of need to play to our strengths instead of playing to our technical abilities and our technical knowledge, playing to um, <clears throat> just our stories and what we can share. And we hope that by doing this, by sharing our stories and making that the focus, that we can get more stories from you guys. And we can maybe remind you of a time in your life when music made you feel the same way. And in that way, we can have it be more of a conversation. And when we bring guests on, mm -hmm. we'll actually get to know the guests instead of just having one more voice to pick apart an album. We'll actually have someone that we can build <laughs> yeah. out and add depth to. So, Yeah. Yeah, so I, the model I think that we're going to follow is just Clark and I are going to bring a handful of songs every every time we record, and we're just going to kind of get into them and talk about more about why we brought them to the table rather than how they fit into an album or how they fit into our musical taste, you know? Um, which I think, I mean, for me, it's more com a more comfortable conversation. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. uh, I think that can lead to nothing but good things. Absolutely. So I guess... Uh, so welcome to uh, Season 2. And uh, yeah, we've just got a couple of tracks here for you today that we're going to we're gonna look to get into. Uh, I don't know where you want to start. Um, oh, boy. Um, I feel like we were talking earlier uh, that we kind of have a theme here. I don't know what it is, <laughs> but we seem to have brought very similar songs to the table. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of that has to do with the weather and the time of year and... Uh, I think we're pretty compatible that way. So, um, I think we ended up with a a themed a themed episode without trying, which is nice. Yeah, and I think um, I think the instrumental tracks probably are closer to the vein of the theme, whereas the the tracks with mm -hmm. vocals are a little bit more uh, different. But I, I think probably um, your Mogwai track is probably the the biggest vein between all of them. Maybe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's it kind of definitive of of what lies underneath the rest. Yeah. Of them. So go ahead and introduce um, that for. Yeah, sure. Um, so the one that I, one of the ones that I brought to the table today is uh, "Heard About You Last Night" um, by Mogwai. It's off their album that came out in 2014 called "The Rave Tapes." Yeah. So what I like about this is it's so Mogwai's if if you guys are have experimented with Mogwai at all or have heard of them um, they kind of they're all over the map as far as stuff that they've produced and and how they don't really fit into a category. I mean they're they're primarily instrumental um, mm -hmm. but that ranges from almost sort of like droney twang to heavily electronically influenced stuff uh to mm -hmm. you know down tempo ambient um it's it's very hard to put them into to one category which is why they're probably under alternative like everything else yep um yep. <laughs> but 
this this track um heard about you last night it's the first track off of off of the album rave tapes um and it, it's kind of a seasonal piece for me um hmm. it comes in at, at this time of year usually um i think mostly because my first exposure to it was was around this time but it was in kind of a transitional period in my life um and i i you know you know i always turn to music at those times um mm-hmm. because i always need some sort of something to get me on track to something <laughs> you know yeah yeah um you start to feel derailed uh at certain points and and music's always a good way for me to get back on anyway but um yeah this this song kind of spoke to me just because it it does kind of channel that sort of you know that like the episode that we had a while ago the the um pumpkin spice playlist mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> i feel like this could have easily made it on there because it kind of has that melancholy undertone to it yeah um which mogwai does fairly well uh i i kind of like to um when i hear this type of music for some reason i think of sesame street and <laughs> honestly i'm not sure why but i i think it's because of like the not exactly vintage i mean sesame street isn't that old but there's kind of a whole hmm there's like this whole filter over things from that era where it was um grungy almost yeah yeah it, yeah it mm-hmm. was grungy and it was low budget and you know they would do these um you know they would do this b-roll of just countryside and stuff like that and and they yeah. would try and just kind of create this mood around sesame street where it's it's a happy place but these people aren't but it's a real millionaires place. yeah it's a real place these people aren't millionaires there's a guy living in, in a trash can um <laughs> and i think this song is kind of like that where it's it's ultimately happy Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's it's very um, it's it's not fancy. It's very it just makes me no, feel, yeah, yeah, and that's why that's why I like it a lot because it's I mean if you're looking to experiment with Mogwai at all, this is a great place to start because it has a lot of their their signature elements. Um, I mean, totally the the instrumentation is totally organic. Um, yeah, and it's. It, it works very nicely, it, but it almost, I mean, when you listen to it, you feel like you're listening to an electronic track. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. But then you slow it down and like really pick it apart and realize that everything is, is organic. I mean, it's real guitar, real drums, real keyboard. I mean, keyboard is very, it's a loose term, but. Yeah, but it took like I mean, six it, people to make this track. Yeah, and and that's what I love about them is they, they put a lot of work into being simple and being effective um, yeah. at what they do. But it's funny that you, funny that you mentioned Sesame street. Cause I, I was just the other day I was just talking about, um, we were kind of at work, we were discussing how dark cartoons were, oh. when we were growing up huh. and stuff that came up like, Hey Arnold, have you rewatched Hey Arnold since you've been a kid? No, not really. It's dark, man. I know that like, they're like all poor, like really. Yeah, poor. they're all super poor, and they live in the ghetto, and like <laughs> shady shit happens on the street every day. Really? And huh. yeah, it's like they're all dealing with very real problems. Um, but ultimately, you know, it's a it's a cartoon, and it it's happy. Yeah. But, like I mean, Ren and Stimpy. That's an obviously dark, oh, weird, yeah. such cat a dog. Cat dog also has its weird moments. Yeah, they lived on the street in like a garbage pile. Yeah, that's true. I mean, 
<laughs> it's, it's it's but it's the same kind of it's like I bring that up just because it's the same kind of sentiment I think mm-hmm. that this song has is it's like you feel like you're there's a dark element to it you feel your soul being kind of pushed in one direction mm-hmm. by by the undertones of it but it doesn't leave you feeling depressed no no it doesn't it just leaves you feeling clarified I think is a good way to put it yeah I like that um, yeah it, like it, it's just soft enough and, and easy enough that you come out of it without any sort of traumatic <laughs> traumatic emotional response yeah and it's something that I feel like uh, it, it's strange that I can't help but feel because these instruments have all been available for decades like there's nothing this could have been done 30 years ago and probably would have found its place with well I guess 40 years ago and found its place with like the flower children and the hippies and this would be something they would listen to and smoke weed and meditate and try to find themselves yeah and I'm sure people still do that modern day while listening to Mogwai but I feel like it wouldn't have been out of place back then either no that's as soon as you started mentioning that this sounds like it could have come from a few decades ago I I just imagine this being a Led Zeppelin song Ooh. <laughs> it just sounds like it could have been one of their slower ones you know it's just it's that yeah it's it's just nice to hear something so organic from a band that's so versatile as far as their how much they use um electronic elements and how much they use organic instrumentation yeah um, it's nice to hear that they can do both well and i think i think they really you know showcase both of those in this but but primarily, it's it's just a simple, organic song that that uh, really fits into this time of year for me. For yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. So I guess to remind people, uh, that song is "Heard About You Last Night" by Mogwai off of the album "Raves End," right? Uh, rave tapes. Raves End is that's <laughs> is forms. Uh, that's forms. <laughs> Completely An equally amazing album for this time of year. Yeah, perfect for this time of year. I think uh, we've waxed poetic about Swarms. Old Graves End. Yeah, <laughs> old Graves so. Swarm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, that was... Uh, we picked that on... I think... Is that Pumpkin, Pumpkin Spice, Spice playlist? playlist? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, So, Rave Tapes, Mogwai. Yeah, there we go. Uh, and that means that I'm up. Uh, I'm going to draw from uh, a more well-known band, perhaps, uh, called Churches. But the mm-hmm. U in churches is actually a V, but you still pronounce it the same. Don't overthink it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, actually, listener Danny wrote in and asked me if I'd heard of churches, and um, they suggested churches, and they're like, this is Clark music. You will love this. It, it's right up your alley. And, I know, uh, I'm so happy that our listeners <laughs> use the term Clark music. <laughs> it just it, it proves to me that we're, we're communicating effectively. Yeah. As to what Clark music is. They nailed it too. They recommended a couple more bands and I'm like, yep, this is hundred percent. This is what I'm into. So, (laughs) uh, thank you so much, Danny, for writing in. I really appreciate that. Uh, so the track that I want to talk about today is called warning call by churches. Here we are.
so this song was actually made uh, for a soundtrack for a game called Mirror's Edge. Mm -hmm. Uh, And for those of you not familiar with Mirror's Edge, it's kind of a, oh boy, it's a very sophisticated platformer um, where you're running along rooftops and you're kind of, um, I I haven't actually played the game, I've just watched videos, but there's a lot of running and jumping, but it's very minimalist, very, uh, Mm -hmm. there's there's kind of like a white cloud filter over everything where it's just, it's clean, it's sterile, and it's a very large feeling universe so you kind of feel like you're in the middle of a giant white room as you're running around and and just kind of slowly adding color and motion to this universe and i feel like this song uh kind of does that in its own way yeah Um, where there's nothing in this song that really jumps out and bites you there's nothing that um it feels pretty simple really Mm -hmm. yeah yeah there was when i was listening to it through the first time you know um because mm-hmm. i had heard it before i just never really gotten into it but mm-hmm. yeah when i was when i was kind of digging into it for the first time i was expecting some part of it to get you know to kind of really get a little wilder and get a little more you know a little more dissonant maybe yeah like their song tether that just kind of has this random electro breakdown mm-hmm. uh this does not have that <laughs> it's yeah it's nice yeah uh and there's kind of some repeated electronic elements that do swell towards the chorus, but for the most part, um, it's Lauren Mayberry is the, who's the vocalist. She is incredible. Definitely one of like my top five musician crushes of all time. <laughs> um, she's this tiny like I think she's has a law degree, but she looks like Natalie Portman, sings Let's like see. an angel, and she's just Lauren very talented. Mayberry. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, I can see why. Yeah, little. I'd say Manic Pixie Dream Girl, but she is a lawyer. So, um, <laughs> like, to not take her seriously and to just brush her off as a Manic Pixie Dream Girl is uh, very insulting. Ooh, so, she has a master's in journalism. Ah, uh, yes. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe not a lawyer. No, mm. she's after completing a four-year undergraduate law degree at University of Strathclyde. Lord. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think they're Scottish. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And you well, can hear definitely, that. she's definitely in your league. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Lauren Mayberry's vocals on this are great. Um, yeah, that's, she's impressive. Yeah. She's got a lot of range. Yeah, but it's very restrained and she, mm-hmm. she doesn't use vibrato. She never goes Mariah Carey. She doesn't, she doesn't try to exaggerate or show off her voice. Um, she stays within a range and she sings it straight. And I feel mm-hmm. like it, it, really goes well with the instrumentals and it lets her voice become more of an instrument than it sh- than it could be. She mm-hmm. could decide to stand out, but instead she chooses to to sit back in the beat. And I really appreciate that. Uh but I guess why I picked this song, what we what we should be talking about, I guess. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think for one, the song has just been rattling around in my head all week. Uh especially like the pre-chorus and the chorus. It's just been bouncing around, especially because I'm driving around in the snow a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. It's been snowing. So when I'm driving home from work, it's actually white on all sides around me. And because (laughs) I'm usually driving home at night, it's, um, and I drive on back roads. My, I work at uh, an apiary that's miles out of town on back roads. So I'm just driving and there's all this farmland and it's just covered in white. And I just pretty much the only color and the only bright things that stick out are like other cars and farms and stuff like that. And I guess it just kind of, 
you know how I was talking about Mirror's Edge is being surrounded by white with just little bursts of color. I feel like that's been what I've been seeing a lot of on my way to and from work is this white world with just little patches of color and how much more vibrant that color seems when it's paired against um, the white snow. So I may not have noticed a a barn usually, but now that everything else is white, I'm like, wow, that (laughs) barn is huge. It's the only thing with any color to it. Yeah. And because of that, like, and, and two, I know this is weird, but this is, this is, um, season two so we can talk about whatever we feel like now, right? yeah we can be weird we were normal um, in season one <laughs> so normal but uh in the honey producing business you go through a lot of barrels like i just unloaded a barrel truck with 400 barrels in it on what tuesday so um a lot of these barrels start off as just that brownish iron barrel color but mm-hmm. then as they get exposed to water they will rust and so when I go outside at work, I see all this snow and then there's a line of barrels and each one has rusted with a unique colorful pattern and it just hmm. sticks out like a sore thumb. And I just look and I'm like, that is beautiful. And I started taking pictures of them and I'm actually going to do like a little painting series based off of the barrels. Oh, nice. Yeah. So that's awesome. Um, yeah. So it's all those little things. And I feel like this song just represents that concept very well. Uh, yeah. So yeah. I, I, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, picturing that as i'm listening to it right now i'm like <laughs> picturing all these like a time lapse of all these barrels turning different colors yeah it's so cool especially because we just got new ones and some of them got moved outside so i kind of get to watch that cycle uh yeah it's really cool so huh. <laughs> you definitely have the artist's eye that's for sure i would <laughs> i would never i'd be like oh cool barrels <laughs> Well, when the work is so like repetitive and menial, you find yourself looking for things to focus on that are beautiful and little things to pull you away from that and be like, nope, just because I'm painting all day or not, not fun painting, but like priming (laughs) and (laughs) painting white stuff all day. uh, It's really nice to just be able to look around and find a beauty where I'm at, even though I'm just Mm -hmm. at a wood shop. Like, yeah, there's, there are lots of little things that just pop. So that is a warning call by churches, but the U is a V. Just ignore that. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I feel like, and it's all caps usually, right? Yeah, yeah, it's all caps. Yep. Yeah, they they have a little uh, creative liberty with that. Yeah, they had fun with it. I, mm-hmm. I doubt that was Lauren Mayberry. I think it was the main guy who does the synths. Is it just two of them? Uh, there's one more guy that plays the bass guitar and does the secondary synth. Um, oh, okay. He usually controls the overall beat. Whereas mm-hmm. um, the first guy with the hat, he usually like does like the little vocal chops and stuff. He controls that with a MIDI like launch pad. Okay. Yeah. So the first guy will just kind of get the underlying stuff set up and the other guy will, will do the pads over it. Okay. That makes yeah. sense. And then Lauren will sing and sometimes play piano. So, yep. Yeah. It's a, it's a great, great track. I'm probably going to end up with this one in my library. <laughs> do it. Uh, so you're up. Yeah, I think uh, I think that leads well into my my other pick here, um, mm-hmm. just because it's it's kind of breaks out of that mold that that Mogwai brought on, which is mostly dark, mostly mm-hmm. kind of a little bit unsettling. But mm-hmm. um, you know, I also need music that kind of breaks me out of that uh, that routine at this time of year, and uh, and I think. This this track I've got um, it's called the Epilogue by Crosses. There's no one around but you. 
the car on our way from the bar and silence here we are another weird band name so this is usually uh, technically their band name is just three of the ascii cross symbols mm-hmm. <laughs> um but, but uh search engines verbally, don't like that too much yeah <laughs> verbally they're known as crosses mm-hmm. um and if you're familiar with the deftones at all this is a side project of chino uh the singer of the deftones um i, th- I believe it's just him uh, a bassist and a dj Mm-hmm. Um, that that do crosses, but uh, this track, the epilogue, uh, it's got, you know, it's it's got that simplicity that uh, that we've been kind of getting at with these last two tracks. Um, nothing nothing really that jumps out and kind of disrupts this the flow of this song at all. Um, yeah, and and like when it comes to finding the flow of the song, it kind of makes me think like what is this song is this new wave is this yeah like... <laughs> <laughs> i know hey i i got an idea it's probably alternative uh probably <laughs> yeah uh but you're right that it's it's really easy to just fall into the flow of this one especially when you're yeah. watching the music video and it's just all these cuts from uh not classic movies but it kind of wants to look like cuts from classic movies yeah like and it's filters and stuff. i mean it's it's funny that it, it kind of fits into that more antiquated filter that we kind of placed on the Mogwai song as well, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that it could be from, from any decade really. Um, yeah. This, this less so because it's definitely electronic. Yeah. Um, yeah. Definitely a drum machine. Definitely like lots of heavy electronic influence, but it's got that kind of feel to it. I don't know. Um, just the, especially the in my mind, uh, like the pre-chorus when he's singing a little bit faster um mm-hmm. i i don't know any of the lyrics i didn't pull it up but oh it's all right <laughs> <laughs> uh this is beautiful so I, I remember we were talking in the last episode about hearts and wires and how it's more of a chino song mm-hmm. as opposed to the deftones guitarist which tends to go for something a little bit heavier a little bit more yeah. guitar centered so i feel like crosses is even more chino than the most chino deftones song. <laughs> yeah. like what do well, you think I, I i think that this is i think that crosses is kind of mostly his influence mm-hmm. um but you know i why i why i bring this song up i think um you know aside from it fitting kind of bridging the gap between between what we need at this time of year or what mm-hmm. I need at this time of year and what's fitting for this time of year. Cause mm. I, I feel like those are two different things. Um, <laughs> what we need and what we want and what yeah. it's giving us. Yeah. Oh God. It's like life. <laughs> <laughs> Adulting man. It's tricky. <laughs> um, but you know, it's, it kind of brings me back to like just the, the topic of the song. Um, it kind of provides me with a little jump at this time, a little emotional jump at this time of year, because mm. it is very much um, 
kind of a throwback to to a sort of teenage mentality. Um, what are the lyrics? What what is this talking about? Okay, so I, sorry, I, I'm only fam- really familiar with the chorus, but um, okay, I'm kind of like looking at the rest. But um, <laughs> so the chorus is. Uh, well, get set. It's time we come to the end. We've circled around our doom, and I won't mm. stop not till I get what I want, and all I want is you. Ooh, creepy. Um, so it, it's it plays well into a, a mentality that I've had since I was a teenager. I think um, mm. is like coming to the realization that your time here is limited, and that in a way that you're all doomed. <laughs> mm. I mean, that's a very negative way to look at it. I, I've turned it into a much more positive <laughs> state of mind now, uh-huh. but <laughs> in my current, in my current life, I've, it's, it's a very positive thing. So between, between when I was a teenager and, and now I've kind of, I had an ebb and flow of, of, um, how much positivity I bring to this worldview because it's one that I can't get away from that mm-hmm. our, our time here is limited and all that. But before I get on too big of a tangent, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's kind of like in uh, another verse in this is in the back of the car on the way from the bar in silence. Here we are reminding us of how we're doomed. Mm. Um, and that's right before the chorus. So he's kind of, he's talking about, you know, like, like that, that kind of exciting first few dates or first date with somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're kind of like just kind of going wherever the night takes you and you start to connect a little bit, you know, you, you start to find out that you have an emotional connection and, and that things are going well. And that eventually leads to both people on their own without mm-hmm. saying anything, kind of coming to these profound conclusions, I think about like, where they're at in their life because it when you're trying to you know when you're trying to contemplate you know where is this going what am i doing spending time with this person Mm -hmm. it it automatically kind of pushes you in the direction of thinking about where i'm at in my life (laughs) Hmm. and and that's kind of what this song does for me is it, it just kind of brings that back up it brings up that like giddy feeling of of not knowing, you know, of like not knowing what's next, but feeling excited about it instead of um, dreading it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, <laughs> but also that, that sentiment that he really talks about in the chorus of not stopping till he gets what he wants, you know? And mm-hmm. we all had that person. We all had that person in like middle school, high school, college. There's always that person that you were like, I, you kind of set your focus on and, and really mm. kind of poured all your energy into and uh, into getting, and that's in quotes because, I mean, it, that can be different for everybody. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, more often than not, it's it's convincing them that you're fun to be in a relationship with. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's just, I mean, that's the simple way to put it is it just kind of like puts me back in that mindset of just being excited about what's next and, and feeling motivated to just go for something regardless of, of where I'm at in my life and how, you know, how, uh, futile it is because it's all going to end anyway, <laughs> you know, but, but yeah. it's, it's the value you get out of it while you're here and the excitement of doing things that are unexpected while you're here. And, um, 
I don't know. It's just a nice reminder that that it's okay to still feel like that about things. Yeah, and I think that gets harder to do as an adult because, first of all, we've been hurt so many times in the past that we don't trust our instincts as much. Yeah. And like, there's just so many more factors to consider when, yeah. when thinking about entering a relationship or something like that. You're like, right now, I'm like, I don't even, I, I where, where's time for a girlfriend? Where is that? Like, look at my day and tell me where I can give two hours to someone, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. So that is, that is very true that having that feeling of just going to give it all and just, just try to chase this car, even though you might not know what to do with it when you catch it. Yeah. Um, but exactly. just to be that excited about something that you're just going to go and, yeah. and try your best. Uh, and I, it, I just remember like, it just, it brings me back to like, I went on a blind date once in high school <laughs> uh-huh. and, and just that feeling of like, I, we, we met in a, in, we met in the mall parking lot and we drove from there to the dollar theater, um, <laughs> which mistake number one, dollar theater. Yeah. Mistake number two, seeing a 40 year old virgin. Um, wow. But, uh... <laughs> Dude, this is, you just lived out a Blink-182 song, man. I did. Oh my God. I took her out in the parking lot <laughs> and then we went to the dollar theater. <laughs> <laughs> there's gotta be, there's, we'll, we'll work on that. Next yeah. episode, we'll have a full song for you guys. We'll workshop um, that. I, I do want to bring up one more thing and then I'm going to seamlessly transition into my song. Okay. Or do you have anything else you want to say? Well, about? I was just going to say that yeah, just please. that, that like... That feeling, that feeling I think that we're trying to encapsulate here, that we're trying to describe here, is the feeling that I had when I drove into that parking lot and saw the car that I knew I was meeting her <laughs> in, and I knew that it was actually happening. I was, I just got like, like all sweaty palmed and nervous, and I was yeah. like, this is so weird. This is such a weird concept, and I'm just going to go for it, you know? I think I that's, that. that's like the essence of, <laughs> of just going for it is just you and one other person that you've never met or talked to before in your life. Yep. Yep. And you know that they're feeling the same way kind of. So mm-hmm. it's, there's something about that. And I feel yeah. like romantic comedies and stuff try to capture that feeling all the time, but yeah. sometimes songs can do it just as well. Yep. So absolutely. That's cool. I like it. Uh, I'm just going to transition into the next artist by using the name of the artist which is called in love with a ghost uh-huh yes i yep. this i love this song yeah I, i've listened <laughs> to it twice and i love it <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah as as part of the season as well like we will be going to give each other some of the songs before the episode starts but every now and then we're just gonna throw a song at each other and just be like here listen to this right now and tell mm-hmm. me what you think of it <laughs> um so a little bit less preparation i haven't pulled up the wikipedia pages on all these things uh so oh, that's that's all right um, see i'm glad that i got to be there the first time you listened to it because yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's a cool experience yeah so the name of the song we're talking about is um well it's by the artist in love with a ghost And the name of the song is We've Never Met, but can we have a coffee or something? song um i love that song title 
Yeah, isn't that great? <laughs> <laughs> and it feels fitting too, right? Oh, sure, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you can totally picture like just a still shot of of two people that are just meeting each other for the first time and like this song playing over that and it's it communicates yeah. exactly that. Like they want to know each other more but don't know what to say and this is that same unintentional theme as the epilogue as well where it it feels kind of like meeting someone for the first time and having that Mm -hmm. nervous energy uh yeah though i would say this is this is far more innocent um Mm -hmm. there aren't really vocals so this in case you just listen to this cut and you have no idea what just happened and you're like wait where's the actual like music part of it Um, (laughs) (laughs) which i i understand um i hear a bunch of like dripping water sounds and (laughs) like some sort of swelling synth Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then clicking of dishes i guess (laughs) uh some of the are we we in a restaurant or yeah and i think uh we are kind of in a coffee shop but oh my god that piano Mm. And he, uh, I guess oh, they, so I, I don't know if it's guy or girl, so I'm just going to go with they, um, play all those piano cuts themselves. Um, it's beautiful. some cool samples. Yeah. But uh, this is part of a genre. Well, you can argue with me about genre all day. That's fine. Um, I consider this kind of like a chill wave or a lo-fi song. Uh, mm-hmm. I would put this in the same category as like Stumble Line or Ozzy or Resonatone. Um, not quite Philea because that's like chill step. But I consider this chill wave. Uh, I know you and I both kind of geek out over Stumble Line and that type of music mm-hmm. a lot. So I guess, like, where does this song fit in to that genre? Like, what what does this genre do for you? I, you know, I. It's funny you ask that. I've been I've been thinking about that recently because I have been listening to a little Stumble Line here and there and mm-hmm. uh, Swarms mm-hmm. too. Um, which Swarm's new album we'll have to get into at some point. Um, yeah, I haven't listened to it yet. Yeah, it's it's nice, but yeah, um, it's exciting. Okay, it's it's kind of it's. I don't want to. I mean, I'm trying to think of another way to word it because <laughs> I don't want to do it any any disservice, but mm. because I think I think Zen is a word that's way overused. Oh um, yeah, but yeah, I think I that's what exactly mean. what it does for me. Is that it? Just it's very centering, um, mm. and and it kind of it takes me out of whatever whatever situation I'm in at the po- at that point. And I usually listen to a lot of music when I walk to work because I have like a forty minute walk to work, so I have a lot of time <laughs> through the snow these days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. So like fifty minutes through the snow, but um, it gives me a lot of time to kind of you know, spend a lot of headspace in, Mm. in this kind of stuff. And, Mm -hmm. um, it, it just, it extracts me from, from the real world and, Mm. and puts me in, in my head, which most of the time that's a great thing. Sometimes being in my head too much is, is not good, which is true for everybody. But, um, but this always seems to be a positive headspace, um, like StumbleLine Swarms, now mm. these guys, which I'm going to get into more right after we're done here. Um, mm-hmm. But there's some there's some innate positivity to it, I think, um, mm. to this style of music, um, which I hate. 
I hate using the word chill to describe anything. Yeah, sorry, um, man. <laughs> but it's kind of, that's kind of what it's it is. Kind of the, it's kind of the name they put on it. <laughs> uh-huh. um, but yeah, I think it's just, like, it's an innately positive experience. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it being instrumental uh, lends itself to to providing a nice headspace to disappear into. I don't know what what do you what's the value for you? Uh, I mean, I think aside um, from I, I feel like it just channels your inner being. <laughs> it does, but it does so. I, I think I've talked about this in a previous episode, but um, I I kind of compare it spiritually or mentally, I guess, to um, noise reducing headphones, where mm-hmm. you put the noise reducing headphones on, and you flip the little switch like the Bose battery powered ones. And instead of like blocking out the outside world, what it actually does is it kind of projects a um, the exact opposite frequency out into the world, and that negates the incoming sound. So it's mm-hmm. like the two the sound wave from the outside world is coming in, and it hits that exact opposite sound wave, and they kind of mesh up, and they just kind of dissipate. Is is the, my best understanding? Um, Holy that's, shit, that's way more advanced than I thought. Yeah, it's not just, it doesn't just block noise. It actively puts out opposite signals. Actively dissipates noise. Yeah, it negates them through kind of holding up a mirror a little bit. I just thought they put a bunch of foam on the ears. (laughs) No, no, no. (laughs) I mean, I'm sure the cheap ones do. Yeah. (laughs) But if it's battery powered, that's what it's doing. Um, Huh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So in my mind, this type of music uh, does that, to the noise in my head and mm. the the cruft that's going around in there and I'm I'm thinking these kind of confused thoughts I'm thinking about work a little bit and I'm thinking about oh I need to do this and oh I need to sign up for health insurance before the deadline and like there's all these these worries that have this accompanying it, it's okay to think things like an adult it's okay to plan your life but <laughs> but each one of those little things comes with this weird emotional package attached to it mm-hmm. when i think about health insurance it makes me feel a certain type of way and it puts a certain type of noise in my in my head and i feel like when i listen to this type of music it it meets those signals and it cancels them out yeah so it it allows me to kind of find my my inner voice and and what's laying underneath all of that weird emotional baggage so yeah absolutely and that's Um, kind of what zen is that's what meditating is is learning to push down distractions and and negativity and the weight that's attached to our thoughts and instead just watch the river but feel no need to jump into it Mm -hmm. um but to just be okay yeah yeah understand that understanding your place in the world yeah understanding the scope of everything which is i mean that's a lifelong pursuit but yeah so it's this pushes you in that direction for sure yeah yeah and it helps me to yeah to reconcile those thoughts and and to by kind of taking a step back from them i can actually be like oh well if i just put this over here and this over here and and just get rid of this then things aren't it's not that complicated it's just out of order so yeah but yeah. only when you take a step back can you can you look at that and reorder it. So that's yeah. what this music does for me. And I think yeah, and I think naturally it just lowers your heart rate, which <laughs> affects so many other things. You know. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah, like a, like your heart beating slower affects your breathing and the way you think and the way you act and everything. So in a way, mm. it's a kind of active meditation. 
Yeah. So uh, this podcast is now about Buddhism. Welcome to yeah. <laughs> Zen Buddhism, to be specific. Um, <laughs> not that I know enough about Buddhism to separate into different types, but um, yeah. So anyway, I that's uh, that's actually all I have for you today. Um, yeah. Do you have any surprise picks or anything else? I have. I mean, I have a surprise pick if you wanna if you wanna just do a quick little brush. Yeah, we have a little it. bit of time. Sure. Um, yeah, we got we got like ten minutes. Yeah, why not? Won't take very long. um it well it it falls it for me maybe i'm just feeling nostalgic i don't know why Hmm. but this i mean this time of year always makes me nostalgic and i just went home and oh yeah saw my my childhood home for the last time what your parents are moving yeah they're moving to helena in the spring whoa Um, you told me that but i didn't not until you said seeing my childhood house for the last time did that really yeah occur to me like the significance so i of them i never moved when i was a kid I, I mean i've known the same home for 27 years wow um, that's crazy man yeah it was it was weird it was a surreal experience huh. you know as i was like doing things on the last day i was there i was like well this is the last time i'm ever gonna do this in my life ever <laughs> <laughs> did you take any pictures uh yeah yeah i've got a few i didn't like didn't take any i'm gonna go back in the spring and help him move so oh weird i'll be there again but yeah it'll be strange to be taking stuff out of that house because huh. that's just like one of those you know it's like your parents you just like count on it being there <laughs> yeah and i feel like if your parents are in a different place you know it's like if you ever like went on vacation and you were in a hotel room with your parents it's like yeah they're still your parents but you wouldn't call this place home just because your parents are there yeah like, no it's a home is a whole package of parents yeah. and a building that you grew up in but yeah wow mm. so anyway what yeah, song I think that, could possibly <laughs> i think that's may well this doesn't i mean this this song that i picked doesn't necessarily reflect that at all but i think oh, okay i think it just it's very nostalgic for me um hmm. because i i tend to listen to this song when i'm in a very like piney sort of romantic mood um <laughs> nice which I was kind of in a constant state of that between the ages of like probably 13 and well 24 <laughs> tiny and romantic <laughs> that's great um and nothing for me well I mean maybe a few things but one of the best things that encapsulates that for me is a song called Night Drive by Jimmy Eat World um off of their 2004 album Futures So it's just, I mean, Jimmy World in its in and of itself for us anyway, for our generation, mm-hmm. and by our generation I mean like people that are twenty seven and twenty eight and twenty nine, mm-hmm. um, the the towards the older end of millennials, but yeah. still very much millennials. Yeah, the very yeah the group of us that are reluctant to call ourselves millennials, but mm-hmm. are. Um, I think. It, just i mean just his voice which i'm just gonna call him jimmy because i don't know his name but um <laughs> sure okay <laughs> i'm just gonna let this happen i may know better but that's all right <laughs> um but i think just his voice alone is enough to like send us all into a nostalgic trip um 
just because Jimmy World was so prominent in our high school years. Yeah. Um, but this song in particular, it just it has so much of that concentrated into one. You know, it's a very it swells a lot and it it has that sort of emotive. There's a we have to do a list of like the top five phrases that I use on this podcast and it's visceral, <laughs> emotive. Uh-huh. Um, it's funny that you were talking about that because uh-huh. I say that all the goddamn time. Um, um, also, <laughs> boy, we both say so a lot. We yeah. say so, so much. Uh, it's, it's a poor man's way to transition. It is. Hmm. There are other words too. Uh, but regardless, regardless of how repetitive my speech is, um, <laughs> my favorite part of this song, though, the, the kind that sends me into a sort of swooning romantic mm. nostalgia is uh, there's a little breakdown at like two and a half minutes in um, mm. and it goes on for probably 30 seconds and at the, near the end of it is the one time that I know of that you hear the singer hold on I'm just going to look up his name what's his name? Jimmy that's his name Jimmy okay <laughs> um, <laughs> so one time that I've noticed anyway, where you hear Jimmy yell. Oh, it's, it's amazing. He should he should do like a like a hard rock side project. <laughs> but yeah, like right after three minutes, he he really. It's nice. He gets voice gets really gruff and yeah. It's a, it's it just kind of like encapsulates the intensity of yeah of everything about this song. I'm gonna um, cut that in real quick just so people can hear it. You pierce my heart like a wailing arm. Your ticking makes my blood move. There's no way out. This fate hurts. Be happy to get what you do. Make you notice with both us. Cause quitting alone will never get you. Yeah, it, it also occurred to me when you, I, I put this song on again, obviously I know this song because, you know, like you said, we grew up on these guys, mm-hmm. but the chorus came and I'm like, oh shit, this is the Kiss Me With Your Cherry Lipstick song. Yeah. I'm like, of course I know this song. Yeah, <laughs> like, and that's I back in so like, well. like, I listened to this song when all of the people, all the girls that we knew, or guys, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to be, I don't want to <laughs> be discriminatory here, but yeah. all the people that we knew were wearing cherry lipstick. Yep, you know, yep. It was like it was very much a thing. <laughs> and these guys played the role of Dashboard Confessional before Dashboard Confessional got big, where yeah. every girl knew all the words to every song. It seemed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say, if you want to hear this guy yell more, dude, you have to listen to Chase This Light. Not the, see, the I album, haven't ventured any further. I haven't ventured any further than Futures. Chase This Light, which I think came out in two thousand six. Oh boy, I was going to say two thousand seven. Yeah. Either way, it is. 100% true Jimmy Eat World at their prime. This is an incredible album. Just when you mm. thought that like they were kind of out of ideas with Bleed America and Futures, mm-hmm. Chase This Light proves you completely wrong. Like there's so much left to Jimmy Eat World. I will say after Chase This Light, they start running out of ideas. Yeah. But Chase This Light is in my mind the the most this is peak Jimmy. They have the best production value. Peak Jimmy. Their lyrics are incredible. Um so definitely check out Chase This Light. He gets a little more yelly 
not yeah. quite like that sample we put in, but he does get a bit more intense. So, so yeah, I, I just think that's, I think part of the value of it is because he doesn't do it very often. So maybe he shouldn't do it more often. Yeah. Um, because it's yeah. such a, it's like a, it's like a unicorn in yeah. the Jimmy world world. It'd be way less majestic <laughs> if they were just kind of everywhere. It'd yeah. Be more of a hassle getting caught in fences. <laughs> We'd be yeah, they, in their watering trough. Yeah, they'd be like eating all of our gardens, and <laughs> the city would put out an ordinance that they'd have fish, wildlife, and game come in and start start just taking them out because they were overrunning everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. and there'd be a huge trade with their horns and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's tragic. Well, that's been podcasts. <laughs> well, good guess. <laughs> it's been real. No, uh, so. Wow, thank you so yeah, much for bringing that last think, track. That's Yeah, uh, I think it kind of ties in the nostalgia that for some reason winter is a nostalgia time for, nostalgic time for me, maybe just because I spend more time in my head. But Yeah. I I think it's somewhat maybe ironic's the word, but a, a very nostalgic feeling album is called Futures. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I, he wrote it when he was I mean this or at least he I mean, I assume that he's mm-hmm. talking about himself in some of the songs, but he mentions being 23. Oh, um, huh. In fact, I think one of the songs is called 23. Oh. Um, yeah. Cool. Um, but anyway, uh, so yeah, I, I think, I mean, that's a particular time in your life when you're really thinking about futures and about what's mm-hmm. next. And because you're at this point where you feel like you're grown up enough to think about that, but you're yeah, because... not quite sure if you are. <laughs> yeah, very much so. You're like, well, a lot of people are out of college at that point. A lot of people are starting to like start to settle down. But yeah, 23. That's a very good point. Yeah, the last huh. last track on that album is called 23. Huh. Oh, I that's also a great one. This th- I love this album. <laughs> I love this whole album. <sighs> <sighs> hmm. So uh, do you, so now that we're not really talking about a specific album each episode, uh-huh. uh, what what should we call this episode? I mean, soon enough, we'll start having, like, organic phrases that happen in the episode that we'll name it. But, like, yeah. how would you wrap this up in a bow? I mean, I, either, like, something about simplicity or nostalgia. Hmm. Maybe, maybe how, about, how about, like, hashtag it's the simple things? how about hashtag gag me with a goddamn spoon (laughs) i don't know if itunes will allow that Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um i can something 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 about simplicity yeah yeah all right because i think everything that we picked is is fairly simple and Mm. uh and kind of thrives in that in that space of being simple well, I think this was a great success. Thank you so much for bringing me these songs, dude. I, yeah. I love uh, I love hearing about how you're doing and what you're thinking about, especially through this lens. It's just a cool thing. Yeah, I know. It's it's like it's such a unique way to get caught up with with what what's going on in each other's lives. You know, it's like because yeah. we don't do a whole lot of catch up before we start recording. As no. far as like what we're doing, we just kind of do it as we bring in the songs. Yeah, we're like, did you get it? Uh, yeah. yeah. Did you listen to it? No. This <laughs> <laughs> is like ten minutes before we start recording. We're like, hold on, let me write down a few notes. And I've got like, I've got like six words written down for each of the songs that you gave me, just as like topics to talk mm-hmm. about. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm trying to open like three beers at once. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Well, dude, thanks so much. Uh, let's do yeah. this again sometime, huh? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we'll, we'll plan on it. We'll call it a date. <laughs> Sounds good, man. Thanks. Thanks.